Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dadcast. A very special episode of Dadcast because Nick and I are on the road. We are in Vegas. Nick, how the hell are you, man? Dude, I'm good. A little tired, but good. Yeah? Good. yeah. A little tired. Brought a baby to Vegas. You did bring a baby. Don't do it. But you also you also flew the plane. Well, I didn't fly the plane. You, well, you were in the plane. I was in the plane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I was in the plane. It was, uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a flyer. I, I hate it, and uh, flying with a baby, not good. <laughs> well, you know, in retrospect, I decided the other route, and I drove 13 and a half hours from Oregon to get here. But that's neither here nor there. We may discuss that later. But the point is, is we are broadcasting live inside a hot rod shop in Vegas, Ben Carey's place, and our very special guest today, the first one, the guinea pig. Uh, he's deemed the CEO of Las Vegas, Mr. Brian Lindsay. How are you, man? I'm doing I'm doing great. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. I don't know about that title, but uh, there's a lot of CEOs in this town. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's what all your friends in the in the shop here told me to say. <laughs> yeah, right. He is okay. literally the CEO of Vegas, and that's not a horrible bad thing to be, in my opinion. No, I, that's true. It's that's better true. than being like, you know, on KP yeah, of or, Vegas. Or the CEO of Pahrump. You know, that, that. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, DadCast, we are here to talk about all things dad. Um, I did mention that we do occasionally go off the rails, and by occasionally I mean every episode. Um, So we're going to do our best to talk about dad life for a little bit, and then, you know, we'll get into the life of you, Brian Lindsay, and what your hobbies are. And, you know, I do want to talk about a certain vehicle parked out front. Yep, yep. Um, we'll get into that. And uh, The beast is in the in the house. Oh, that thing is gnarly. You <laughs> keep listening to find out, if you're a car guy, what kind of car we are talking about. Believe me, you are not going to want to go anywhere. You are not going to want to miss that discussion. Okay, so, Mr. Lindsay, you're a dad? I am a dad. It Very is a, proud dad. It is a prerequisite to be on the show that you have to be a dad. I am definitely a dad. Awesome. How many kids you got, man? So I have two daughters. One is 16 and one's 18. <sighs> 16 and 18. Yep, yeah, I was, uh, I was definitely worried uh, when my wife told me that we, we were pregnant. And uh, I was praying and hoping, like every man does, that, that they have a, a son first. Right. <laughs> uh, and then once we found out I was having a daughter, you know, it just... It, it's just a magical thing. It yeah. is. Now, on that exact topic, I swung twice. Right. Got one boy, one girl. Oh, see? Well, then you can stop. So I'm blessed, right? But I've also got a 16-year-old stepdaughter. Okay. So there I got two go. daughters, one son. Um, but the first, my, you know, blood, whatever you want to say, my firstborn right. was my son. So I thought, you know, I was super-duper lucky when it came that route. No doubt. Um, 16-year-old daughter, how is that for you? Because 
I can tell you, it comes up every episode. Right now, we are in a very difficult place. We are. We are. You know, and I, I would say that having a mom as awesome as their mother is, uh-huh. uh, who, when we found out we were pregnant, we figured out how we were going to be able to let her stay home and be a mother, right? Which was a blessing, right? To be able to have, you know, a, a, a focused mother that was dedicated 100% to raising our child. So we made a lot of sacrifices and, uh, you know, we cut some things out of our life to enable us to afford that. And, uh, and their mother has been in their life 24, seven, seven days a week since the day they were born. And so that influence on their life has been phenomenal. Uh, and I, obviously nobody else has given them more values and uh, more structure in their life. Um, you know, she's a dedicated uh, mother. She was also an athlete, as I was an athlete growing up. Yeah. So uh, we would kind of you know, just instilled that, you know, dedication and commitment and focus and determination, all the things that you want your kids to, to grow up and have kind of organically. And we were very blessed that both our daughters are badasses. <laughs> now, now, now you're 16-year-old. Yes. Um, I can tell you right now that she's going through that whole, you suck, you don't know squat, I know everything, you know nothing, phase. Is that happening for you too at all? And the attitude where they don't want anything to do with their parents. You know, it's crazy. I I hear people say that all the time. Oh, I can already tell I'm going to say he's lucky. I, I am the luckiest guy on the planet because both my daughters are very open with us. They share us and tell us everything that's going on. We haven't fortunately experienced that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we have our our disputes. We have our arguments, right? However, they are so focused and so committed, um, you know, both personally and professionally in everything they're doing. We haven't hit that with either with either of our daughters um so sorry about the noise down there no we did mention building cars yeah we mentioned we are (laughs) that's awesome we are recording live inside what's the name of this place again the ws customs we call it super cats super cat ws customs check them out in vegas yeah we Um, we, uh, there's some pretty amazing cars being built down there we'll do some more video too yeah yeah, we are once we uh finish up you know in fact i might even take this little video here when we're done and just do a quick little tour or even we'll see what happens we'll see what floats us so you're lucky you're blessed brian you haven't had to deal with uh an attitude of a teenager like we have yeah uh um, I think you are more along the lines of the few, not the many. That's that's what I hear. Yeah. Um, so, hear. Congr- you know, let's do. <laughs> no, let's let's do that one. So, that's for Brian. Yeah. He doesn't have cans on. There's people clapping for you right now. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> well, well done. All right. So, yeah. 16 and 18. Um, have they? Have you lived in Vegas their whole lives? So yeah. So we moved here uh, in the in the early 2000s, uh, and so. I worked in the casino business for 20 years, uh, and I worked for uh, Frank and Lorenzo Fertitta, two of the, the biggest Las Vegas local casino guys. You guys probably know them as the owners of the UFC. Right. Right. right? Um, so I moved here to work with them. And, uh, you know, pr- prior to that, worked with one of their businesses in their family office called Gordon Biersch Brewing Company. So we built that business up. And then when that was sold, I moved to Las Vegas and learned how to be a casino rat. That uh, is so. very cool. So any any uh, casino is like one of my favorite movies. Is any of that era still happening today? 
you know. And anything that goes along in the intricacies. Some of that stuff I could tell you, but I'd have to kill you. Uh, <laughs> so the answer the is yes. Line. Nice. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the industry is so regulated now. You know, there's a lot of publicly traded entities in the gaming business. So, uh, you know, the, the Nevada Gaming Control Board has their arms and in, in hands into everything you do. And it's super regulated and controlled. So, unfortunately, no. Those, those things are, are long in the past. Um, but, you know, it was a, it was a, a amazing time in my life to be able to work uh, for those two guys and, and learn the ins and outs of, of the gaming uh, industry. Is the term looser slots here an actual thing? It is. It is. Okay. Yeah, so, so how the hell do I find them? Yeah. So in the locals market, <laughs> yeah, no, it's, that's a great question. In the locals market, obviously the players go to the properties literally every day, sometimes mm-hmm. more than once a day. Right. So you have to have a, a machine that's going to pay out more than a machine that would be on the strip, let's say, where guests are coming in maybe two or three times a year. Right. right. So okay. the frequency of visitation in the locals market is considerably higher than it is on the strip. So so those machines actually do pay out more than they do on the strip. So, um, you know, single digit hold percentages uh, from a from a house perspective in the locals market, double digit hold percentages on the strip. So you actually will win more money playing in the locals market than you do on the strip. And what's the definition of locals market? So there's about, oh gosh, I don't know, probably 30 to 35 different properties uh-huh. uh, in the locals market. So they're out in the suburbs. You know, they're in the communities of Las Vegas. They employ tens of thousands of people in the Las Vegas locals market. So you've got like Station Casinos, Boyd Gaming, Golden Entertainment. Right. Uh, those are the three of the big ones. Okay. Uh, and and so, you know, the, that market employs tens of thousands of people in town. And it's literally the gaming experience is identical to what you see on the strip. Uh, and so these, they have more restaurants, they're locals friendly. Like I said, you know, the staff there is, is super focused on guest service because they become really good friends and acquaintances with the guests. Yeah. They know them by name, you know, they, they anticipate their needs. They go do things for them that, you know, the, the service on the strip, you, you may not get, uh, you know, down there. You, you're just kind of one of the, you're a number down there. Whereas in the locals market, you know, people know you by name and, and they recognize you and they appreciate you every single day when you're coming in. Right. So bottom line, stop throwing your money in the friggin' slots that, <laughs> it, it, where we're staying. I'm not going to mention where we're staying because we love them. And we want people to go and put their money in that place, New York, New York, okay? Well, the strip, I mean, the, the strip is iconic, right? You, yes. You yeah. can't replace the strip. The experience you get there, this the entertainment value, the restaurants, uh, you know, just the experience of those buildings is second to none. Um, and so, uh, you know, I consult for one of the biggest companies on the strip. Uh, I help them do strategy and, and marketing, and, and uh, you know, it's... It's an incredible opportunity to be able to experience the buildings down there. If you were to mention a single restaurant that Nick and I must go to before we leave Vegas, and you can only pick one, can you do that? I can. Let's hear it. SW Steakhouse at Wynn. SW Steakhouse at Wynn. It's, it's dinner tonight. <laughs> <laughs> if we have time, we got like 87 more podcasts to do. Uh, if they're open past 9 o'clock, we'll see what we can do. They are. Yeah. But prime, prime, prime beef and, and just incredible seafood. The ambiance is amazing. There's actually a show out on uh, the pond. Um, you know, when you pull up to win, you see all the trees and the, you know, basically as high as you can see is, right. is all trees. On the other side of that tree wall <laughs> is the SW Pond. And there's a live show there that you can watch while you have wow. dinner. It's incredible. And it's awesome. under the stars. It's amazing. So there's no other experience in Vegas like SW Steakhouse. Oh, uh, do you have a steak in SW Steakhouse? Uh, 
Named after me? No, no, <laughs> no, no. But the uh, the New York strip, prime New York strip, is is my spot. That, All right, that, that's my slab of beef. There right. it is. All right, good to know. We're gonna have to like make time. Well, if you had yeah. just you know decided to maybe spend some more time here this weekend, Nick Martin, <laughs> this guy flies in yesterday. Right, we're working today, and is leaving at like four o'clock tomorrow morning. Oh wow! I, I well, I yeah. appreciate the tenacity and the drive that he has. You know. A couple more days. One more day Next would have time. been would have been amazing. <laughs> Next time we're leaving the baby with the grandparents, and we'll spend like a week. Yeah, he brought a baby here, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, no, it's we've not. all been there. No, no, it's <laughs> it's not at all. I love the little guy, but no. <laughs> yeah, kids in Vegas are are actually. Uh, it's it's frightening, man. It, like walking around. We walked around a little bit last night because he doesn't sleep. So we actually yeah. have to take him for a drive, and we don't know the city. So we're like, well, we'll throw him in the stroller. And like everybody's looking at him. So we're like, oh, no. Are, are they going to take him? <laughs> so, so I, like, grab him. I'm like, okay, babe, just you push the stroller empty. I'll, I'll carry the baby. Yeah, so they're like, not going to mess with you. No, by the time yeah. I get back, You're I'm right? drenched in sweat. <laughs> I'm like, this was yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Well, Vegas so. is a little more kid-friendly than it used to be. That's it, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Yeah. Like, we're, yeah. it threw money in the machine, and the baby's right there on my arm. And mm-hmm. I'm like... This doesn't happen in Oregon. That's now, right. Now, so. you, you should be able to answer that question. I, I didn't know what to think of it either. Uh, my son, he's 10. I brought him to. But he's 10. He basically take care of himself if he wants to. But, you know, growing up and being walking through casinos underage, I knew don't touch that machine. If you do, make sure you're doing it right. That's right. So I've got him with me. As long as he doesn't touch the machine, he could stand next to me when I gamble? No. Okay. <laughs> he, he can't be on the casino floor as far as I Technically, know. Technically, no. Yeah, and usually security will will find you in a matter of minutes. Right. Because, <laughs> um, you know, they've got eyes everywhere in this yeah. town, right? So I will, uh, yeah. 21 and over on the casino floor is, is the rule. Right. Um, okay. As long as you're going from one destination to another and you're walking through the casino floor, maybe going to a restaurant or to a movie theater or something like that, then they're not going to okay. stop you. Yeah. But, okay. uh, but yeah, no, definitely not sitting at a game. Because that was my next attempt. Because all last night I'm walking through with him and I'm, that no one's even batted an eye. At me, right? Um, I'm, I'm going to sit down next, throw some, throw a twenty in, and just see what happens. But now I won't. There's no need to. See, no, see, I, I stood. I didn't even sit. I'm like holding the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this the they probably won't stop you. <laughs> so you probably could have sat him down on the seat next to me, and we would have been good. Probably. <laughs> that's a, how is it raising children in Las Vegas? You know, that's a, a great question. A lot of people ask that. Um, you know, I live in the suburbs, so you know, I don't come to the Strip very often. Uh, so, you know, there's incredible schools here. There's a great support system. There's tons of parks and activities for kids. Uh, when my kids were babies, we put them in swim lessons. We put them in gymnastics. You know, they evolved into cheerleading and competitive cheerleading. And, uh, you know, the environment in the locals market in Vegas is, is ab- absolutely beautiful beautiful homes. I live on a golf course with an incredible view. So, you know, it's not what everybody, you know, thinks it is or what they have in their mind is this preconceived notion of Las Vegas. It's an incredible place to live. Okay. You know, being a Raider fan, like the biggest Raider fan that I think there is, me, we'll discuss you. You like, you play sports. I know you got to like somebody. I do. Vegas. Okay. Who's your football team, man? Well, it's the Raiders now. It used to be the San Diego Chargers. Oh, and now you like the Raiders? Well, you know. That's like me going like in the Chargers. So, so I wasn't a, so I wasn't a hockey fan before the Vegas Golden Knights came to Vegas. Okay. Okay. And I made a mistake of not getting 
season tickets. Oh. And, I, and I killed myself for that. Just and after that first season the first they season had, my epic. God. And, and so I went to tons of games, um, and, uh, but I didn't get season tickets. So when the Raiders came to town, I said, I'm getting the best season tickets I can find. Oh, uh, and, and then so I've got season tickets and, you know, you getting to know the players. Them. And yeah, that's true. Hopefully this year we will, knock <laughs> yeah. on wood. Uh, so getting to know the players in town and, and the coaching staff and, you know, some of the, the charity work I do in town, I've had the, the great fortune to be able to, <laughs> to meet some of those guys and spend some time with them. Uh, and I know some of the, some of the employees that work at the, at the organization. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Okay. Now, because you said that, it just threw me off. What was my question, Nick? Oh. What, what was I going after here? Because here, the, the preconceived notion, bring your family up. Okay, where was I? Okay, you know what? I lost a question, so we're just going to go to the next. Something about the Raiders and charity was what triggered you. Char- no, no. You, you said you knew the coaching staff and some of the players. Um, we ask every one of our guests at the end of the show okay. if they would be willing to name drop a person that they know that might be interested in doing DadCast. And so far, we have produced great success along those lines. I mean, Randy Couture, mm-hmm. you, Randy. we've yep. got, I mean, who else have we got? I mean, Brett Young's, come Brett on, Young. Stormy Warren. Stormy all. Warren. So I'm hoping, and it's it's literally, this guest is on my bucket list. It's not, he's a family man. He's a great charity guy. He's a, low, he's a Las Vegas Raider. Do you know who I'm talking about yet? Uh, it's not uh, Chucky. No, oh, I'd love John on. That would be great. But no, man, Derek Carr. I, I, I want oh, Carr. Okay. I want I want Derek on this show so All bad, right. and he won't answer my tweets. Is that right? He, he's he's a busy guy. I get so, it, you know. And as far as he knows, I'm just some crazy fan. So my good but, friend Shannon Jordan uh-huh. is uh, head of the alumni for the Raiders. Uh-huh. We've done a bunch of incredible events with uh, you know the NFL alumni, Gridiron Greats, and all that. Uh, and we have ho- I've hosted events with them. Um, and Derek was super generous with his time. And so That's I'm what sure I've heard. If anybody can get. Derek, it would be Shannon. Yeah, um, and you know so, him. So uh, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah, we, we, we'll we, talk about that later. We can work on that. <laughs> oh. work on that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, you know, we've got our unicorns of our, who, yeah. who we want to get on this show, and eventually we're going to get them all. Yeah. I mean, it, I have no doubt about it. No doubt. Okay, back to the family and living. I, I think I've, I've gone back to where I was. Uh, raising a family in Las Vegas, and you said, you know, the preconceived notion is, you know, Vegas, strip, gambling, casino, right. party after. It, I wouldn't mind living here. Because of I've done the research, summers are going to suck, right? They are a little but, rough. But <laughs> you go from air conditioned uh, home and air conditioned yeah. building to the pool, right? right. There you go. <laughs> so I can that. I've yeah. that's what I, I want to move here for the simple fact that I can get a Las Vegas Raider plate. That's right. I have a, Ra- a Raider plate on a couple of my Harleys, and that's nice. yeah. that's yeah. that's what I want to do, man. Yeah. I wouldn't mind living here at all. Plus, see, and I look at it more of the hub of what we're doing. This would right. be perfect to live here, without a doubt. Yeah, everybody comes so, through Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't? Exactly. And you know who doesn't come through Medford? Everybody. Derek Carr. Yeah, that's <laughs> facts. You got it. Facts. <laughs> Unless he's driving yeah. through to you know right. play Seattle, which they don't. They fly. Yeah, yeah. So raising the kids that um, at high school. Did you say the 18-year-old? Is she graduated? Yep. Okay. yep, she's graduating this year. Oh, man. So, Dad yeah, going one. to a graduation. It's been a tough one for her. Yeah, obviously because of COVID. Right, You know, right. they haven't had they haven't the ability sucks. to go to school. So since March of last year, she hasn't stepped foot on campus. Oh, man, yeah, that's been rough. My daughter's so. uh, 16 at Grants Pass High, same thing. Yep. No school. She played softball, was, like, very involved in sports and yep. nothing. Just completely cut off. So, it's yeah, it's it's been weird watching all these kids at uh, 
with other parents if they have kids that played sports all growing up through school. Like that's right, and just they lose everything. You, like, you know what? What my oldest decided to do? You know, badass athlete. Both my daughters, uh-huh. by the way. What do they um, play? So they're competitive cheerleaders. Okay, started in swimming and gymnastics when they were mm-hmm. little. Worked their way up. They joined um, the most competitive cheer team in the nation called California All Stars. Started in California. They moved to Las Vegas. My daughters were uh, four time. Summit world champions Dang. in competitive cheerleading. So the stuff you see on ESPN where they're throwing human beings, you know, twenty five yeah, yeah. in the air. That's oh. what my daughters do, right? right. So I've, I've seen Bring It. it it's <laughs> it's pretty impressive, it's, right? It's, it's Bring It on. So oh, okay. Sorry. Well, it's already been so, brought it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so they train six days a week. You know, three four hours a day for years and years and oh, years. Wow. One world, you know, too many national titles to count, and then four Summit world titles between the two of them. Wow. So during COVID. My senior, her name's Leilani, she decided that she was going to learn how to be a bodybuilder and competed, trained, found a coach, a a full-time bodybuilding coach, and trained six days a week, two to three hours a day during COVID while she's going to school and competed in her first ever bodybuilding competition as a senior in high school. And the results? She entered three different divisions. Uh Uh-huh which is True Novice, which is a, a competitor that's never competed before, right. won that. Nice. She entered Novice, which is ladies that have competed but haven't been a champion, mm-hmm. won that. Damn. Then she entered in the Open Division, which I thought, you know what, sweetie? Congratulations for winning the first two. All right. No way in hell you're going to win the Open Division against ladies that have been doing this for years and yeah. years and years. And she won that. Damn. Sweet. In her first ever competition. So, to me, COVID, you, you, you make of it what you make of right. it, yeah. right? So, if exactly. the kids are going to sit around and mope and cry mm-hmm. and, and do that, you know what? If you're self-motivated and you have parents that support you, you know, God willing, they're mm-hmm. going to get out there and, and do things that... So, was that, it, like, secret workouts? Like, in, in Grant's past, it's been kind of weird. It's like, we, we have to go do, like, secret workouts and stuff. Yep. Like, at my gym, it's like... You, they open up like before everything opened back up. It was right. okay. We'll give you a key. You're going to come in at 4 a.m. Knock out your workout. You don't talk about it. You don't post on Instagram. That's right. So is it kind of the same down so here? So when she was, it was we were clo- okay. like a lot of the gyms yeah. were closed, right? So you had to be really strategic about when you went. Right. Uh, once they reopened and they were at 25, percent then she just got really aggressive about reserving nice. her time and, and getting in the gym. Okay. And, and then as it's progressively, you know, opened up a little yeah. bit more, uh, you know, it just got to a point where she could go whenever she needed to. Nice. Yeah. That's what we had to do uh, but, with my kids. Let's kind yeah. of figure out. Okay, this is set times. You guys still want to do this? Let's knock it out and let's make it happen. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's cool to have that support system too. It sounds like you support your daughter quite a bit. And yeah, both my wife and I. Yeah, I wrestled junior high, high school, college. She, you know, she competed uh, as a swimmer both domestically and internationally. So she's yeah. in an athletic family. So she's been yeah. blessed that way. Nice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, but it takes discipline. I mean, ninety oh, percent yeah. of what she does is in the kitchen. I mean, she was cooking right. five meals a day. <laughs> No caffeine, no sugar, no dairy. I mean, just clean fish and green veggies, and that's it. You know, uh, pretty impressive. I wish I had that (laughs) half of that. You know what? Screw it. 25% of that, and I'd probably be in better shape. Guaranteed. Uh, A lot of it's in the kitchen. Yeah, it's 100%. Exactly. It's a lot of it's in the mind, though, man. That's true. In fact, it's... it's, But once you start doing the kitchen part and and you start liking it, it comes easy. It's it's awesome. Like, you can't... You never go back to the crap you're eating before. You've got a little bit of muscle. Have you competed? Just a tiny bit. No, I don't compete. I just... Oh, you don't? No, I'm old, so I kind (laughs) of... I'm old, and I've got got six kids, so I'm like, okay, I got to keep up with... 
what they're doing. That's my, a lot of work. I, they're all older except for the baby. So, like, so I, this is why you call it dad cast? Yeah. Yeah. So eight, seven kids between the eight kids between the two? Oh, right. no. Between mine and his, Nine? we're like 370. <laughs> yeah, I've got three. Got it. Nine that you know of. Yeah. yeah. Got gotcha. Nine that we, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's the running thing that the number goes up every episode right, for him. Right. It's yeah. absolutely bats. Yeah. But no, seriously. He's got two more coming. Oh, that's yeah. the plan. Yeah. So we're doing, my wife and I are doing IVF right now. Exact same reaction I get every time. So, it's, yeah, yeah. So they're I was, trying. So I was almost wow. done raising over my kids. 40. My, my youngest before the baby was uh, 14. Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm almost done. He's almost graduated. We're doing, we're, we're doing good. I got remarried. She didn't have kids. She's younger. So goes. she's like, I want to have kids. I'm like, all right, let's do it. So I got unfixed. Wow, good for you. And uh, we were doing Oh, IVF. you reversed the whole reversed uh, the whole situation. The whole system, huh? Oh, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, it's, it's awesome. But I don't remember it being this hard. <laughs> <laughs> I... I can't compare or give notes because I started so late. Yeah. You know, and, and you, I'm assuming the next stop is being a granddad, which we can, you know. Hopefully in 10 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, I hear you. I'm right down. there with you yeah. on that one. We both have awesome boyfriends, but uh, we're yeah. not at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Pump breaks. <laughs> that's right. That's right. 10 years at least, yeah. you know, preferably yeah. 30. But, you know, I got, you know, I was 36 when I had my first kid. Mm-hmm. And. He's going. He's got full spectrum, man. He's he's started young, and now he's older. So it wasn't as hard when you were younger. Yeah. Period. No. No, you know no, why? Because no. seventeen when I had my first kid. Oh, so wow. it was Like basically, yeah. That's young. It, yeah it I was, was thirty. Baby yeah. having babies. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a lot of learning the first time. This right. time it's like it's awesome because I know what I'm doing, know what to expect. I have money. I I, <laughs> I can afford to have the kid this time. So right. I'm not trying to like figure out. Okay, I need to go work five jobs. It's like. But what know. are you finding so difficult about it? The energy, like it's it's weird, like being in your forties and you're like, oh my god, I got to chase an infant around That's all day. Right. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. But it's like it's the coolest feeling though. Like every time he looks at you, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Like he's like you're like his hero. So that that's yep. that's the coolest part about this. Yeah, there's nothing better than being yeah. a parent. That's for sure. Yeah. Being a dad. Exactly. No, that's that's the career highlight. You know, normally I would. Uh, this is the first episode where I didn't do a long, crazy, somewhat boisterous, extravagant intro for my guest. <laughs> and I just, you just got CEO of Vegas. Um, give you CEO of life, dude. <laughs> yeah. So You're killing it. <laughs> and to top off every time it's, oh, and let's not forget the biggest and best accomplishment of all being a dad. That's right. And especially a good dad. You know, all you guys who aren't in the life of your kids, you know, I, I'm not one to talk your situation or your scenario, but Come on. Step That's right. Up. You know, yeah. yeah. What What the... Figure it out. You yeah, know, so. how can you not? It's yeah. the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. It's the dif- most difficult thing in the world. But... Even it, when your 16-year-old is, like, so mad at you and she hates you. There's the next still day. That, there's still that, like, five minutes of the day where she's like, Dad, you're my best friend. You're like, That's right. Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, and they need it. I mean, they need that support, especially yeah. now. Oh, yeah. You know, they need the support. They need the, the you know, the, the guidance. You know, the advice like that to me, that's that's Mm. the most important thing I provide, you know, guidance, balance and advice. Well, it's a true testament to you as a man as well, Brian. The story you just told about your kid, what she did during the pandemic and going out and killing it like that. That I mean, (laughs) that's amazing. There's so many kids out there, mine included, man. Everyone is infected by what is infected. I said infected. (laughs) Whoa. Back up. Affected. Affected. Affected by. what is happening in the world you know our kids same thing they haven't they're they're back in school now mm-hmm. 
they've been back back about two weeks. But okay. this entire year, you know, for a good six months, mom wouldn't let him out of the house. Right. You know, she's very, you know, precautious. And the mental damage that this has put on them and the effects that we don't even know about that's going to happen years from now because right. of what is happening what I'm seeing from that story from you and your kids, I think they're going to be just fine, man. And yeah. that, Thank you. that's a testament to you. Good, sir. Well, and, and an and incredible mom. mom. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I know. That's an incredible mom. That, yeah. Yeah. We, we, so. We're all, we're talking about dads that's here. Right. That's right. It's all about the dads. <laughs> Keep it on the dads. But no, you know, and, and this is a good time to mention too. We have yet to bring on a female guest. So if there's any women out there listening to this podcast who plays the role of dad as well, We'd love to have you. Bring it on. Come on. Let's, let's do some go. chatting. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about it. Um, if there's any super famous single moms out there, we'd love to talk with you. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Definitely. I'm throwing it to you, Nick. Your oh, turn. Boy. <laughs> See, now you caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to train him up, man. Right. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for this, Nick. I'm waiting for one of these. I'm, I'm jumping in right now and then. <laughs> oh, we're not zooming some, it. No, you're doing yeah, great. I've got some stuff. Yeah. Um, but i got nothing right now. Okay, so I do. Okay. Let's talk uh, a little bit about you, which we've, you know, because this hour is all about the all CEO right. of Vegas, right. <laughs> Brian Lindsay. Um, we talked off the air uh, about what you do around here, and it's a whole bunch of different stuff. Basically, you told me you were, and I quote, a Serial entrepreneur, which I immediately I hear serial, I think serial killer, and I said that's <laughs> he's a scary money maker. <laughs> Along those lines, let's talk about some of the projects you do and what you got going on here in Vegas. Sure, if that's so, all right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, you know, obviously, being in the gaming industry for twenty years, uh, met a lot of incredible people along the way, and uh, was able to you know kind of build those relationships and kind of forge some new opportunities uh, with with regards to, you know, the things that I was passionate about, right? Uh, you know, I left the gaming industry after a, a solid 20 years and decided that I didn't want to sign a new contract and be tied into the same job that I'd been in uh, for the last 20 years. And I wanted to go out and do things that are going to make me happy, right? Uh, and so I started a, a consulting firm and I started consulting with organizations that I had a specialty in. Uh, and so Win Resorts, uh, Matt Maddox called me and, and heard that I was, uh, was a free agent. And so I started consulting for Win Resorts. And I spent some time in uh, Encore Boston Harbor right after they opened the Encore Boston uh, property. Uh, helped work on some strategy and some local marketing, the rewards program, uh, which then parlayed into other consulting uh, gigs in the gaming industry. It sounds um, like they took your advice on the steak joint. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> my, my original uh, gaming, at the beginning of my gaming career, I was in the F&B uh, right. side of things, right? Yeah. Uh, so I'm a foodie. I'll admit it, I'm a foodie. Um, but, you know, that consulting business just just flourished. And so I've got uh, numerous gaming clients, uh, both domestic and internationally, uh, that I consult for. Uh, and I love gaming. I mean, that's always been in my blood, right? So uh, so that kind of fulfills that void of leaving the, the gaming industry full time. And, right. and I get to do the, the fun part about about that business, which is, you know, the strategy and the marketing and, and it being innovative in those types of things for, for big, large global organizations, which is a ton of fun. Um, and Ben and I started this shop with Corey Thomas, uh, the, yeah. the hot rod shop we're in today, which, uh, which I'm sure you guys will tour around and check yeah. out Supercats and WS Customs. Um, this, when this thing is done, I mean, obviously we're under construction, as you can tell, but when this thing is done, it's going to be the, if you know, you know, type place in right. Vegas. Yes. Uh, you know, we're building, you know, 250 to $300,000 custom car 
cars down here. Um, you know, this, this shop built my, uh, uh, car that I, you know, my, the new engine I have in my car built it from the ground up right here in this shop, which we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Um, I can't wait. But, but you know, uh, you know, so the shop is part of, of what I do every day. Um, during COVID, uh, some partners and I actually got together and licensed, uh, with the best, active indoor air treatment system in the world. Um, it's a company called RGF. They're based out of Florida. We licensed their technology and we started a new company in the middle of COVID that's helping get America back to work. So our systems go up inside of an HVAC unit in a residence or in a commercial building. Mm -hmm. And the system is a rare earth mineral compound wrapped around a UV light and encapsulated inside a stainless steel. And when you install it in an active air conditioning system, it creates a hydrogen peroxide vapor. And that hydrogen peroxide vapor eradicates any contagions in the air, whether it's mold spores, SARS-CoV-2, you name it. Mm -hmm. And so you have air and surface purification with our system. And so we're installing in restaurants all over the country, all over Las Vegas, wow. casinos, convention centers, arenas. I mean, TGI Fridays has them in every restaurant. Chipotle restaurants has one in every single restaurant. Name drop. Um, so Go to Chipotle. TGI Fridays. Safest restaurants in the country, right? <laughs> yes. um, so that has been, as you can imagine, with everybody concerned about the airborne contagion components of SARS-CoV-2 and COVID-19, that has been just a uh, incredible way to help get America back yeah. to work. So I feel really blessed and honored to be able to do that every day. Uh, awesome. And so yeah. we have an incredible team uh, there. At, uh, it's, it's called Environ Safety. Uh, so environsafety.com uh, is our is Brian, our you got a killer radio voice. <laughs> I mean, I've been hearing you. And now when you actually emphasize it, because I do that too for a living. <laughs> you got to go up I, and down. I used to be on like radio this, yeah. and uh, People ask me to talk it's like that. this in a normal, casual conversation, and it really is strange for them. Voice inflection. <laughs> Voice inflection. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, if all of your other entrepreneurial endeavors fail... You got radio there voice. You, go. you got, got voice. I always told I had a face for radio. <laughs> no, that's yeah. me. Oh. You know, you're you're a good looking some bitch. All right, uh, so yeah. you're gonna do. You got great voice and good looks. Me, I'm ugly as sin and I'm fat, but I got this voice. There you go. So you know, yeah, live, live I it's amazing. My kids turned out as beautiful as they have, and my lady is still with me because she's gorgeous. That's amazing. Yeah. So anyway, so I so I spend time. <laughs> I spend time. Good for you. That's amazing. Um, so I spend time on environ safety. Um, you know, obviously the shop, and then um, you know one of my. My passions is mixed martial arts and combat sports. Oh, now you're um, a badass too. So yeah, so I wrestled my whole career. Yeah. Uh, was a was a U.S. national champ. Wrestled on the world team. Went to Helsinki, Finland, and competed at the world championships. So um, you know, been on the mat my whole life. I had an incredible coach in junior high, high school, Rudy Guevara, uh, the best one of the best, one of the Olympic coaches actually. Uh, 2008 Seoul, Seoul Olympics, he was the Olympic coach, and so was in an environment in the wrestling room where uh, it was just get my ass kicked every day. Figured out a way that you know you. Just just pick yourself up and and you know keep keep battling yeah. and uh, so I've always been passionate about combat sports and mm -hmm. so uh, there's an organization here in Vegas called Tough Enough uh, which was founded by a gentleman by the name of Barry Meyer uh, rest in peace he's no longer with us but uh, in the the innovator in amateur mixed martial arts. And Tough Enough has been around for 25 years. And his brother, Jeff Meyer, and his family, uh, the Meyer family, have kept his legacy alive. 
and I am partners with them That's on, awesome. on Tough cool. Enough. Nice. And so we have a, an international distribution deal with UFCFightPass.com. Mm-hmm. So we have our, our fights that are on that platform. And then we have a TV deal with BN Sports Network. And so we're in 280 million homes. And so wow. we, have, uh, we have athletes every day that we sign that are fighting to get into the pro ranks. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, our, one of our superstars, uh, his name is Ryder Newman, wrestled at Green Valley High School, uh, was a tough enough champion, went on to wrestle in college, and then came back to Las Vegas, is training with Randy Couture at Extreme Couture, yep. is now on the new season of The Ultimate Fire. They just oh. announced it Saturday night. That's nice. awesome. And so, That's yeah, badass. he's a stud. I, do you, does the name, oh, gosh, it, it's a buddy of mine. He's a concert promoter in Chico. His son, Maximoff. Okay. Is, is that name strike a bell? And we're talking probably 19, 20 years old kid. Nick, Nick, I think is his name. You know, he's, we've got a, over 100 kids on our roster right, right now. So, I mean, there's... He's uh, trained with Diaz. Is that right? He, yeah, well, that's, that's one of the camp. brothers. That's tough camp. Yeah. So, so, anyway, so I spend a ton of time. Um, now that things are starting to open up again, we're, we're rescheduling uh, our fights. Mm-hmm. And so now this summer, we're going to get back on the back in the cage and, and let these fighters fight for and Sweet. do what they do. So super, super excited about that. Who um, is your favorite UFC fighter of all time? You know, it, that's a tough question. I know um, it is. You know, I, I would have to say uh, Forrest Griffin. And God, he's so badass, man. Yes. He's such a great guy. I, yeah. And, you know, he uh, I'm on the board for Boys and Girls Club, and he does a ton uh-huh. of charity stuff with us and comes out to the clubs and, you know, shows the kids some technique and things like that. But in my opinion, Forrest and Stefan were the two guys in the UFC that made the UFC what it is today. Like, I've been around the Fertitas for 20 years, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw how hard they focused on the UFC and literally almost threw in the towel many right. times. And in fact, Frank and Lorenzo's dad told them, like, what are you guys doing? Like, stop this. You're just, mm-hmm. you're, you're losing yeah. tens of millions, millions of dollars. And they before they stopped, they did the ultimate fighter. Mm-hmm. And Forrest and Stefan was the catalyst that saved the UFC. Um, and so to me, Forrest, uh, you know, has just a consummate professional, mm-hmm. you know, he's a dad, so he'd be great for the yeah. show. Uh, right. Definitely. So uh, yeah. I, I can sign make, us up, man. I can, t- I can text Forrest. We, that, that's that easy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Forrest is amazing. Very cool. uh, so to me, you know, he, he's grounded. He works at the UFC Performance Institute, uh, working with athletes and, you know, Sweet. helping them stay focused on their careers and their family life and balance and, you know, works really closely with a lot of the athletes. Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, you know, him, Randy Couture, I mean, th- those guys are, right. are, are guys that I'm personally friends with and, you know, love to hang out with those guys. So I, I want to ask you about Conor McGregor. Sure. Is he, do you, do you, have you met him? Do you know him? Okay. Is he... Is he the guy he portrays in all his, you know, media appearances, or is that a show? You know, or a little of both. It's, it is actually kind of a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, you know, he he actually he's a phenomenal man. Um, you know, and and super fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, really charismatic. He the the, the charisma he brings. 24 7 that never turns off oh wow right um and so he he's he's really uh, an energetic guy right um you know i think you know for he, his ability to market himself it, it, he, he's like the muhammad ali of the ufc right, right? I mean, yeah, his, like his yeah. ability to market himself is absolutely phenomenal um you know do i think his days are are, are done i do um, I don't think that uh, he's going to beat Poirier in the in the third match. Um, I think that uh, you know he 
came on the scene, stormed on the scene, uh, was able to talk his way into uh, some pretty incredible fights, uh, and to knock out Jose Aldo in 13 seconds. I mean, he said that said something, right? Yep. yep. Gave him a platform, and you know, God bless him. He took that platform and he utilized it to the to the fullest his, yeah. of his capabilities. So, uh, I mean, he's made the UFC a ton of money. He's made a ton of money along the way. Um, but I think, I mean, he, he doesn't need to fight anymore, right? Like, his motivations have completely changed. He's a dad, yeah. right? So that, that's, that's my one of that's my other it. unicorns. Yep. So mine is Joe Rogan. You're, you're all about UFC. So sure, yeah. If you know Joe, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd love to get Rogan on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, one of the projects I invested in is uh, my buddy Sam Hahn is a, is a creator, mm-hmm. and he created... Um, uh, a, a roll bot, basically. It's called a roll bot. And it is uh, a, the, basically a jujitsu uh, okay. body that yeah. you roll with. And, and, you know, Uriah Faber uses it. Yeah. Joe Rogan uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sam Hahn um, is, uh, is the creator of that technology. And we're getting ready to roll that out oh, worldwide. Uh, it's a really killer, modern, cool. futuristic-looking uh, device that you roll around with. The uh-huh. arms literally snap and break and pop back in. The knees and legs and ankles, shoulders, everything disconnect and reconnect. Are they like so, dialed into a certain pressure, it, like pr- like a human anatomy? Yep, and it's there's springs oh, wow. and they're and they're stainless steel inside the arms that are wrapped in this neoprene um, uh, material. And so so it literally responds as good, almost as good as a, as a rolling with a human. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but Rogan's a big fan of that. For the Uh, record, I've seen the Terminator movies and this is how it ends. It literally looked, (laughs) (laughs) it literally looks like the Terminator. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You literally, I'll send you the link for it. You can check it out. It literally looks like the Terminator. In Oregon, Tony Uh Kell, he's uh, ranked number one in the world in jujitsu right now. He's just badass, And he was talking about something like that. So I don't know if he's seen something out there. Maybe it's getting ready to hit, but yeah, it's getting ready so, to hit the market right now, and it's yeah. He uh, flies all over the country to compete in the jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I, yeah. your 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 unicorn goal of getting Joe on the show, which don't get, I'm I'm all for it, man. I am I am your biggest supporter on this. <laughs> I just uh, you know this is what Joe does. He has a podcast. It's like why would he? I'm, I'm, why do you want to come on, on there. to Dadcast? You hear me, Joe? Why would you want to do such a thing, Joe Rogan? Joe Rogan, why would you want to come on DadCast, Joe Rogan? He might bring some of the good stuff with him. You never know. That's right. I'll bring it on. <laughs> We're from Oregon, man. We there ain't you scared. Yeah, you're, you're at the root of it. <laughs> I was actually pretty excited. I found a few stores on the way down the strip. I'm like, whoa. There's a yeah, couple big ones Tell them the story. You want me to tell the story? I, I, it might deliver it funnier. It's a one-liner. Go for it. We're walking through the hallway, going to the car to come over here this morning. He goes, <laughs> JP. We should get tattoos. This is okay. Whatever. What do you want to get? Let's let's get matching tattoos. I just got matching tattoos with my lady uh, in Florida a couple weeks ago. He's like, yeah. And there's a gummy store right next door. So gummies and tattoos. I'm like, all right. I thought I thought he took them on the way here. You know, no, 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 for later. No, no. But See, I, uh, I don't do that before we podcast. But <laughs> yeah, so Nevada's come a long way too. Is that is it now recreational legal marijuana THC or is it? Yeah, so I mean that's been a pretty controversial thing uh, here in town. Um, you know, obviously, I you know I, being in the gaming industry, I have to stay completely oh, away from that industry, right? Um, so I don't know that much about it, but it's gone through uh, you know various phases of approvals, and um, you know it's uh, it's a booming industry in Vegas. I know you guys that. are quite a bit further than us, though. I could use my credit card in there. I can't use my credit card in Oregon. Is that so, right? Yeah. Cash only? Yeah. So you guys wow. have gone. You guys have come. Yeah, that's it. not my expertise. I'm yeah. not big into that. So well, that's just there. That's you know what OSHA wants to do. 
up there when it regards to that. But it's OSHA banking. Yeah. It's all kinds I mean, of weird stuff yeah. up there. So Hell, yeah. Jim Belushi. Yeah. Quit everything and went and started a farm. Is that and right? how now is like I mean it's and it's booming up wow. there what he's doing. I'm a it's, big fan just so from listening to Rogan and stuff. Sure, and other UFC fighters they yep. do the CBD and a tiny bit of THC pre workout. Right. It helps you stretch out a little bit more. So that's that's why I do it. Yeah. it's not to get stoned, you know, but it's more. Yeah, of a, for me, uh, you know. I'm actually uh, very gracious for the the ability for that. My mm-hmm. father was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, mm-hmm. and he uh, and you know he was given 90 days to live basically. And every night he would call me, and I lived right around the corner from me. He's like, he's like, I can't sleep. I can't stop thinking about you know that my end is coming. Right. And so I said, Dad, the only thing I know of that might help you is to get yourself some CBD to help you sleep and yep. relax a little bit. Yeah. And so the next day I took him down, he got his, he got his card mm-hmm. and, um, within 24 hours he was partaking in the, the magical flower. Yeah. And to be honest with you, uh, he relaxed for the rest of his life for the next 87 days. Mm-hmm. And, um, he didn't have the anxiety that he had and he went peacefully and, you know, I think it, it, to be honest with you, that was a game changer for him. Mm-hmm. So, and I know a lot of people that use it to, yeah. you know, for muscles and soreness mm-hmm. and sleep and recovery. Yeah, so kind of bad yeah. rap, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. Joe Rogan. To each his own. THC. But Rogan would be fun. Yeah, he's yes. your father. He's great. And he's a badass technician. I mean, there is not a move in the world Joe? of yeah. MMA that he does not know. Yeah. I mean, he's like oh, dude, the he's best there is. Yeah. You ever watched his fight videos? No, he's, oh. yeah, his his technique is insane. Yeah, he's not. How come he's never fought? I, I think he I think hurt he himself. Has. Yeah, I think yeah. he has. I just don't think you know. It's just timing wise, you know. You know, I think Randy Couture is probably you know the the only guy I know that's my age, um, that's almost fifty, yep. that fought until his you know into his mid forties. Right. right, he's what the only one over forty to win yeah. win a belt. Yeah, so I mean, he was just a phenom, yeah. right? Yeah, I remember reading um, somewhere uh, Rogan like hurt his knee or something. Oh. Had to couldn't couldn't yeah. compete or whatever, but he still trains every day. Oh yeah, and his yeah. grip is yeah, it's insane, dude. Yeah, yeah, incredible. I wouldn't mess with him. Yeah, <laughs> no way. <laughs> I wouldn't know even to this day. <laughs> no, thank you. I can't wait. Yeah, we got. We actually were supposed to record him uh, a couple days ago, but it got pushed back to next Friday. So I mean, we're looking forward to talking to Randy, yeah. man. That yeah, is Randy's amazing. That is. We do a we do a charity ride, motorcycle ride. I'm a Harley guy too, yeah. not just a car guy. Uh, and so Ben and I and, and our buddy Brian Hopkins from Elvis Monroe, yep. uh, you know, we work really closely with Randy and his uh, Extreme GI Foundation. Right. And uh, we get as many guys as we can to hop on our Harleys and, and go raise money for his foundation. And also, tough enough, I do a show every year and we donate 100% of all the proceeds to that show to Randy's Extreme GI Foundation. And Randy comes out, and he brings some of the Warriors with him, and they sit cage side with us. Uh, it's cool. just a phenomenal man and incredible legacy yeah. he's left. And, and the things he's doing for Extreme GI and, and the uh, Wounded Warriors is absolutely incredible. So yeah. really good guy. You're going to love working, uh, having Randy on the show. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, all these ideas are spinning through my head. Having you on feels like it's opened up. <laughs> A lot of possible avenues, and what I just thought of right now, you know what Radio Row is doing the Super Bowl. Sure, of course. Right? Why not a 
podcast row that just includes us um, <laughs> at one of these tough enough events, man. How many, how yeah, many, awesome. you know what I mean? How many dads are, and we're Absolutely. not talking, okay, that guy comes in for an hour and then another hour. We're talking just a nice five minute, you know, they sit yeah. down, what's up, what's up, what's up, the next go Absolutely. through and it'll help promote you guys, help promote us, get the word to. out for them, yep. something, yep. you know, these are just all the ideas that go in my head when. You know, it's not just you, Nick, who's who's got the entrepreneurial idea spirit, my brother. <laughs> That's right. I'm yeah, you could even to tweet. So it's yeah, not, you, you could even get up inside the <laughs> inside of our cage, and you could do a broadcast live oh, inside the cage. Cool. Yeah, or, or yeah. you know what? I'm willing to get my ass kicked for charity. So me too. You know what's? I'm down. <laughs> Maybe he and I'll do it. Oh, what was he? Is the fat guy? No, no, no. I, you know, yeah. I'm as thick as he is. I just got a bigger we, we, belly. We need a commentator. Oh, we gotta oh. Have the, we got to have the master dad Damn commentator. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, okay, well, yeah. then only if only if I get to try to, then <laughs> he go. gets to comment. Or maybe I can get Actually, I kind of want to see and, that. Uh, and yeah. I would love to see Brian Lindsay kick the sh out of you right now. <laughs> it, would, it, would, it would happen, too. That's the sad thing. It's like, <laughs> you know, all these fights usually always end up on the ground, and, yeah. and, and the wrestlers typically... And the good thing, I wrestled in, in high school, yeah, but oh, it's, there it's you been go. almost 30 years, yeah. so, but yeah, it's, uh, I did. Yeah. That was pretty good. So, How much can you bench right now? Oh, I did 415 about three weeks ago. Oh, shit. No, so. I'm about 305. But okay, I, so but, he's got the yeah, strength but, on yeah, you, maybe. Like but the, once a year. Like, norm, yeah. my normal, it's like 185, maybe 225 on a good day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I try not to go heavy. It's, I don't either. My shoulders just, can't take it yeah. anymore. My elbows, my knees. Oh, yep. Yeah, that's the tough part about being an old dad. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I can bench press like five burritos, no problem, yeah. though. You guys, nice. So there you go. Proud of you. Boom, shaka locker. So my, my gym's owned by a pro bodybuilder. Okay. And, uh, so I go in there. He's an old friend of mine. This kid used to be like a little skinny BMXer, and this dude's freaking just huge now. It's like yeah. totally jacked. So it's like intimidating going in there with all his buddies and stuff. So I'm right. like the old dude, and I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I'll throw down with you guys, dude. And but I you keep up a little bit, but not. But you know, they start throwing on 800 pounds and just knocking oh, it out. Man. I'm like, damn, no can do. But yeah. you, Nick, I don't know. I think you have a different perspective on or a different image of self self body image. Is that is that the proper term? You, sir, are. You're friggin' jacked, yo. Yeah, he's got. I, I mean, I, I know if you take the <laughs> shirt off, stout. you you may have a different opinion. But with that T-shirt on, you, I'm working on this, man. This is I, this is like 200 sit-ups a day. It's, yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing good, man. Three I'm proud miles of you. on the treadmill every day. There you go. There you go. This Get right there. here. This is stock. <laughs> I like it. Straight out of the package. Straight really. stock. <laughs> right I, off the I shelf. I would say it's about as thick as your arm. It's getting close. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, okay, enough of that. Enough oh, of the stock fat JP talk. I still love you, buddy. I know you do, man. Brian, Lindsay, CEO of Vegas, <laughs> after talking with you, you know what? <laughs> I can't argue that fact. You, uh, you've you done it all, man, and you're not even done. Yeah. Just getting rolling. Yeah, These, just getting do your, I, I'm going to roll back along into the girls here, your daughters, because this is DadCast. What I tell you, off the rails every yep, single yep, time. I hear you, but it's a good, it makes for great stories. Does your uh, daughter plan on going the, the oldest who's graduating college in mind? She does. Yeah, she's San Diego State. Oh, cool. So, SDSU. SDSU. Yeah, I mean, growing up, that's where my wife and I met in San Diego, and and and, and, and that's not a bad town to be in, man. No, she loves <laughs> it down there, and you know, we would always take them there for vacations and and relax in Mission Beach, and we actually got married on the beach in San Diego. Coronado? At, at, no, we got married no. at um, at the resort called Catamaran. 
so we got married. Her friend Ilsa Butler is the one of the operations executives there, and so uh, we got married on the beach there. And and San Diego's got a special place for us as a family. And so uh, she just said, you know what? There's no other place I'd rather be. And I said, well. Go wherever you want to go. It's not a bad school either. So, it's a great school. Yeah. It's so awesome. uh, so she's dedicated to go there. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with COVID. Hopefully they allow, you know, students to come back in the yeah. classroom. Because uh, right now I'm here and it's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Um, so I, I we'll feel see. like it's closer than farther at this point now we got an email from this our school district saying that they're going to go all online next year is that right yeah they're kind of wow we got the exact opposite down in medford yeah it's it's weird yeah so we live 20 minutes away from each other like two yeah it's that but there's two counties difference and it's weird yeah yeah Yeah, they're like yeah brace yourself for distance learning social like they can't they can't do it It, wow it doesn't work ruin our future it's it's gonna that'll be interaction yeah yeah yeah, what i don't what i don't want is my daughter going off to college and like her friends she has friends that are there right now Uh that sat in their dorm room and logged into their class from their dorm room i'm not doing that she's not doing that yeah what's the point you can do that from home and be a family covid year and train yeah. and compete and do whatever she wants. Yeah. You know, um, you know. I, my youngest obviously has two years left of high school, so uh, you know she'll be mm-hmm. ho- hopefully be able to go at least you know a hybrid learning system. Right. At least she, maybe she can go two or three days a week. Yeah, uh, five days yeah, a week would be kids, amazing. Man, they need the interaction. They need they to do. have all that social stuff. And yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. it's been it's been hard on 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 yeah. every child. You know, mm-hmm. to be able to not be able to go to school. So now I hope we can figure out a way to get them in the building. Mm-hmm. I, again, I think once all the vaccines start rolling out and if everyone takes so. it you know regardless of your stance on that we won't <laughs> we won't go there um but i think once that happens we're gonna see a little bit of normality Hope or is so. it normalcy yeah they're both words but yeah it has to happen man yeah. normal for the sake of the kids right. i i say normalcy too yeah. i'm glad you said that john nelson of medford if you're listening to this see Brian Lindsay, the CEO of Vegas, said normalcy. <laughs> that's he's, He was a freaking grammar Nazi. He called me out on it and said, that that's not right. right. So I literally posted a definition that I found of it, and it said, while most people use normality, normalcy is a derivative of said word. And then he, and then he goes and said, see, you even called yourself and said you're wrong. I said, that's, that's right, right, right there, man. I'm so confused. I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, do this, man. I go off on tangents, man. Everybody I, wants to get back to normal. So yeah. normalcy is... Thanks nice. for bringing me back, yeah. Brian. There you go. <laughs> Need a job? No, you got plenty. I do. I, have plenty. <laughs> I, have plenty. I don't even know. Yeah, that's for sure. Nick? Yes. What do you think, man, of this Vegas I tour it. we're doing? I love it. I want to move here. We're Vegas. nearing the end yeah. of our first episode in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. I love this atmosphere that we're in. This is this is awesome. I like doing these. It quieted well. down. Is it yeah. lunchtime? Yeah, the boys must have gone out to lunch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean we've got we've got a Mustang down there. We got a Charger down there. Ben got, was talking about this bad boy that's sitting right below us. Yeah, this the, Mustang they completely reframed up from the underneath. Yeah, and when then we, when we brought this in, in the, the fabrication on the rear. That's bumper, right. That's yeah. We brought that Mustang in, and as we started ripping it apart to resto restore the whole thing, the the floorboard was completely rocked out. <laughs> So they 
custom fabbed the entire floorboard, made it into uh, basically a racing roll cage uh-huh. all the way around the entire interior, laid a completely new customized floor in it, and then they're wrapping the edges of this thing. You guys have to get some pictures and show yeah. some videos of this, but it, it's incredible there. It's got all the original paint on it, original interiors. I mean, it oh, is wow. a beast. Nice. And we put a, a modern motor in it uh, and uh, stage three roll. I mean, it's cam, and it's going to be bananas. Uh-huh. So B A N A N A S won't be as badass as my uh, four twenty seven oh, oh, sitting oh, out front. Oh, are you kidding me? We almost forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't forget. Oh yeah, okay, we almost did. <laughs> so yes, you have a Cobra. I do. Now is it if is it is it a kit? Is it an original or is it a combination type yeah, deal? It's so uh, it's pretty unique. So I bought it actually from Ben Carey. Okay. Right. So it was built by Super Performance down in in California. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not an original Cobra, but it has a solid original uh, aluminum block. Mm-hmm. It's in the Shelby registry. Okay. Right. Wow. Yeah. So which is very very unique, mm-hmm. and uh, it has all the features of the original uh, Cobras. Right. When we when I took the car uh, uh, from Ben, I basically stole it from him. Uh, he never <laughs> wanted to sell it, right? right? And I just said, Ben, if you ever sell that car, do not sell it to anybody but me. And uh, so finally one day he just said, you know what? I, I don't have time to drive it. I'm too busy performing and doing my thing. And Elvis Monroe was taken off at the time. And yeah. he just said, you know what? It's yours. He said, but I get to drive it whenever I want. I said, of course, of course. So right after I got it, we yanked the engine out of it and brought it here to WS Customs and Supercats, and we rebuilt it from the bottom up. And literally, it used to be a 427, 1965 427, uh-huh. and now it's a 487. Uh-huh. And it literally, you can hear it coming miles away. We did. Uh, rat- <laughs> <laughs> rattles the house, it, and, we, and we juiced it up. It's two, uh, board two over, and uh, it's got, you know, basically everything from the rear drive shaft all the way to the front tail lights or front headlights are mm-hmm. is completely redone uh so you'll have to go uh, maybe we could just go for a quick spin did we, you bring a diaper did, uh, <laughs> this ain't my first rodeo but i i will uh i will i will duly note it it's probably the most violent fastest and most violent car experience you will ever have in your life oh I'm in. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely bonkers. Nice. So. What's the term? We, we, we've done so good, we haven't cussed on this once. It's been a few episodes. We have, yeah. We've, we, we've really cleaned up our act. Yeah. yeah. But I got to get a, a delete, a, a radio yeah, delete know. button. I'm not going to say it, okay? But you've seen the meme. F it. I'm in. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm I'm in. As soon as we end this podcast, let's let's rock and roll. And I'll grab this camera right here. There you go. So we will we'll do a continuation of this episode as soon as the credits roll on the audio. So don't go anywhere. We're gonna take a quick ride in that badass cobra when don't go anywhere. Keep watching. Okay, you hear me? <laughs> you paying attention there, viewer? We'd appreciate that. This car is beautiful. It's amazing. You know what else is beautiful? You are a beautiful man, Brian Lindsay. Appreciate you, it. You've done Thanks, it all. Guys. You guys are you're amazing. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, I, I hope to get to do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Inside the octagon. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's yeah, do, it. Let's do a tough uh, enough dude, show. So That'd in. be amazing. Yeah, Nick's, love to. Nick's gonna get his ass handed yeah. to him. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I was gonna let Jordan Farmer kick my ass in basketball. Oh, so was why I. Not? <laughs> That'd be but great. Forty-one-year-olds. That that should be fun. Yeah. Okay. Like wait. It. All right. So this is Dadcast, and we 
are signing off. Big thank you to, once again, Mr. Brian Lindsay, the, the CEO of Vegas. And as always, <laughs> we cannot leave without doing one of these. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Badcast. We'll see you next week. Take care. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.